0: To help support this podcast... ...and get exclusive bonus content and rewards... ...make a monthly pledge at... ...patreon.com universebox. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside.
1: outside. Everybody has to start somewhere. Have a great life, Bruce Wayne. Welcome to Legends of Go- Gotham TV Podcast Episode 3, Gotham Season 2 Roundtable.
2: I'm one of your hosts, Derek... I'm another one of your hosts,
1: John. And I'm Bill. And I'm Anne-Marie. And we are here to talk, as I said, Gotham, Gotham season, season 2. two. Blah, very, very... Dun dun, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. With our, our, our besties, our, the, the <laughs> podcast we're going steady with. Um, we, we, we made out uh, Behind the Bleachers in high school, Gotham <laughs> TV podcast. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. She's yeah, still, really
2: good, thanks. I still haven't put a ring on it, though.
1: <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, if, if if we wanted, I guess at some point we have to put a ring on
0: it. We're gonna have to put yeah. a ring on it. It's,
1: it's it's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a long time since our, our last encounter. Yeah.
0: It's been too uh-huh. long.
1: Yeah, too uh, long. Because when was the last time we did a street? Was it? It wasn't. Was it season Vicky?
0: one? No,
1: it, it was. Se- after, yeah, season one roundup. I
3: think season
0: one round two. Yeah,
1: over a year.
3: Over
2: a year. Inappropriate. And we never even called
0: no we didn't we don't call we don't write we don't send chocolates <laughs> yeah so but
2: just, it's absolutely great to be back with you guys really really, yeah, enjoyed, really uh, enjoyed the times we had together we had mm-hmm. we've had two full episodes before and this is now our third uh, episode together with uh, with the legends of Gotham. Yes.
1: so exciting hey, and uh yeah it, it, don't get it twisted i mean we haven't been done a show together in a while but we've been constant contact you know oh, you guys yeah. jump in I'm on sorry. chat with us we For uh, Batman v. Superman, we sent voicemails back and forth. Uh, There were telegrams and pigeons involved. (laughs) It was good. Uh, But we also want to welcome all of our chatters over at live.universebox.com, where you can join in if you're watching live right now and, uh, you know, chat. And if we see anything interesting over there, shout we'll, it out we'll shout it out for sure mm-hmm. okay so i i guess uh we we do have trivia but i just wanted yes. uh before we get started in the trivia for gotham season two i wanted to get like general impressions from everybody on the panel about gotham season two and i i, I guess we'll start with uh you guys uh john and derek what were your general overall thoughts about gotham season two um for me i thought this was um a lot uh,
3: if It's one of those things you, you compare it to the previous season. Um, I absolutely loved season one. Um, but it did go a different direction. And here I just felt it really found its rhythm. Um, it, it knew what it wanted to do. Um, it, it knew it had 22 uh, episodes to, Mm -hmm. to run with. And so I think they could just be so much more confident. Um, with with everything that they did, so you know you had Enigma stuff continuing all the way through. So I I really I really enjoyed this uh, this season. I thought it was really well done. It was kooky, I think, as well for us as a podcast. We actually um, I think, or for me anyway, I felt more comfortable about what the kind of general ethos of the show was, and it it's a bit more crazy than I I thought it was going to be when I started out uh, on season one. So even for me, I kind of got, more into the groove of what Gotham was, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say the same. It's, it's, uh, it's a very different show from season one. Uh, season one kind of had fits and starts of great episodes back to back. There was really only one episode in the entire season of, of uh, season two that let me down a bit. Uh, but overall, the overall arcs that were in there for the characters, uh, yeah. we saw a lot of great stuff this season. Uh, really exciting series this time.
1: Yeah, and like both of you were saying, you know, I, I think they really uh, hit their groove Found their, their stride, yeah, and yeah. the
0: fact that they knew they had 22 episodes, they could plan the mm-hmm. story properly versus taking that 16 with the extension from season one because mm-hmm. that did mess with them. But this season, they just took it and they ran. They just ran excellent,
1: yeah, and as for me, one of the things that impressed me most about it was just it felt like it felt like comic book plotting. It felt uh, more so than i 've ever seen in a TV show before. It felt yeah. like the kind of plotting you get in a comic book where you have all these you know supporting characters and they all each have their own arcs, and it kind of like waterfalls over each other as yeah. the season goes yeah. on, and everything and they They really hit it out of the park with a lot of the dark humor in this episode too, which so I think much. is you know one of their yeah. strengths is just these really Definitely. dark, twisted jokes that. You know, would we'll get you expelled in school or something if you <laughs> t- told them. But they're just hilarious. Uh, Amory, yeah. what about you?
0: It's excellent. It's just it always kept you interested. Like we weren't going. Ugh, I have to watch Gotham because we have a show to do. No, it was like, okay, let's go. Let me see another one. Let me see another one. You know, the credits roll yeah. and you want to watch the next one. That's a sign of a good show. Definitely, You want definitely to, they'd... you want to binge watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They, they kind of brought in the, the Netflix concept of the last couple of seconds of the show, having a big right. twist that you wanted to get back into the next week. Definitely. I'm really yeah. looking forward to having the, uh, the full season two on Blu-ray and oh, watching okay. it all back. Absolutely. Oh, de- definitely. Definitely. You, you know what we so, we still never got
1: around to watching like a, cause I know there were deleted scenes from the season one. Mm. And uh, I don't think we ever got around to watching no. any of those or anything. I'm sure there's probably some pretty cool uh, deleted scenes uh, season
0: for two. season two. Oh, can you imagine? Or even just, like, the outtakes of them and the crazy <laughs> makeup and things. You like, See Fish with, like, the nails attacking mm. someone. Oh, oh yeah. those
3: are some awesome nails, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, sure yeah. Penguin would be in Fish's outfit as well. <gasps>
2: I mean, it was just like... <laughs>
1: Yes. Oh, uh, the Lemster uh, PJU in the chat room asked, uh, what did you guys think of Jim Gordon's arc throughout the season? Uh, it's I, coming soon. Oh, we, we well, have, I'm we sure have we'll
0: some... talk about it when we talk about Jim Gordon. Mm.
1: Fair enough. Fair, 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 but first, we should do trivia.
0: Let's do trivia. We should. Okay. okay. Let's do trivia. Yay, That's... trivia. Yay. Okay ding, ding, with ding, ding, ding. our round... I don't have
2: music for it, but
0: ding, 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 ding. There we go. Before we uh, start trivia, yes. can I
2: just say to the audience who don't know, we are based in Ireland. Oh, yes. Uh, it is one. 30 in the morning, so if we get any of these wrong, that is to do with the time difference, right? <laughs> yeah. We
0: can blame the time difference.
2: You actually
3: got the start time wrong. Yes. That, that's how... Yeah, like- <laughs> Yeah, because we are at this
1: moment. <laughs> yeah, you guys thought we were going to be starting an hour ago, and we were like, no, 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 no. doing. You guys Sorry. have to stay off.
0: <laughs> Pour another cup of coffee. Here we go. Okay, so this time for trivia, instead of questions, we're doing quotes. Okay. So I'm going to give you the quote. You, I don't know, buzz in with who you think said it.
1: And I get to play too, right? Yeah. You haven't Sweet. you
0: haven't looked at these, have you?
1: I uh, know I haven't. All right, I then. haven't. <laughs>
0: hey, how
1: should we buzz in? Should we say, say our name? Say your name.
0: That's the only I mean that's okay. really the
1: only way to do this. Uh,
0: okay. okay. Who um designed the uniforms? Oh. <laughs> 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 the, do, do you know Did you know? No. Lucius Fox.
1: Lucius Fox.
0: When he's getting his tour of Arkham? oh
1: okay because i was thinking everything back to, else
0: that i saw in that would give it completely away i was like aha
1: i was thinking like it, it was like a strike force thing or something
0: oh uh, see that could have been good too that could have been
1: maniacs. Hashtag maniacs. Hashtag, maniacs
0: hashtag maniacs hashtag maniacs
1: i was completely blank <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a warm-up
3: question okay
0: me. warm-up question point to no one shake it off shake it off shake it off number two bad guys come in monsters come out oh i'm doing quotes from now on john yes john
3: alvey bullock Here. Yep can you buzz in again sure go ahead <laughs> i thought you had an answer so no, did no. I. john Three,
0: okay jim gordon yes it would be jim gordon
1: all right john has one point i well think the- it was one member of the gcpd
3: it
0: had to be somebody yeah well i mean that really could have been an alfred
1: it could have
3: it yeah. could
0: have it had an alfred Okay, question or quote 3. The me I am right now is hitting my stride. Bill. Yes, Bill.
1: Ed. Yep. Dun, dun,
0: dun, dun, uh, ding ding yes. ding. That's Mr. Well Enigma. I knew it. All right, number 4. I'm not about money, little boy. I'm about respect. Eric. Is Derek?
2: Silver Sinclair. Nope. Derek. Galavan. Who? Galavan. Nope. All right. Can I hear the quote one more time?
0: I'm not about money, little boy. I'm about respect. Boop, boop,
1: boop. Oh. The answer is Cupcake. Oh, Cupcake. Oh, cupcake. Oh
0: yes. I We're love it. we talking about him tonight.
1: What? The the biggest character of season two cupcake cupcake
0: yeah love yeah. cupcake um cupcake. question four five five the best liars always tell the truth john yes john daryl calvin Nope. eric yes derek
2: silver st cloud nope bill <laughs> eric bruce wayne john
1: selena <laughs> kyle <laughs> Bill, Jim Gordon.
0: <laughs> Whoever said John, Selena Selina Kyle, Kyle. Selena Kyle it is. Everybody oh, just oh. started screaming names <laughs> out. No. Very You can't. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, right now it looks like John's leading with two. Uh Bill has one. That's me. That's and you. Derek has zero. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wom All right, last but certainly not <laughs> least i thought you were prepared to make the hard choices to do whatever it takes to rid gotham of its monsters john yes
1: yes finally right. that worked out for you <laughs> 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 and I, yes. I, I think i think that's a solid win for john excellent
0: all right so that's all we have for tonight it, that's, a,
1: that's all the trivia we have. That's all the
0: trivia we have. Yes.
1: Well, you know, trivia is trivial anyway, It so.
0: is. It's just a little warm-up. <laughs> okay, so I guess <laughs> I uh... take
1: away my victory. No,
0: no, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was important and it was fantastic. <laughs>
3: Quotes are so hard. It really, is. Are, yeah, it is. They
0: really. I tried to get ones that sounded like at least two, two or three people could have said them.
1: Especially quotes By spanning twenty-two pick. episodes. Like if yeah. we did like a quote, a quote quiz, like after one episode, yeah, I'd probably get get more yeah. than one.
0: Well, it, and I couldn't pick any of Bullock's because his bullockisms are so giveaway. I was like, that's not a question. That's like name the episode or something like a monkey
1: ro- riding a racehorse. Something like know?
0: that, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Perfect.
1: Okay, so I guess uh you know, speaking of characters like Bullock, like Gordon, like Galavan, like John. Derek, uh, who are both
0: uh
1: John. Derek? John. Derek. Okay. Uh who are both fictional characters. <laughs> um uh, we should get uh, let's start off talking about some of the characters on okay. Gotham season 2. Uh, now, uh, okay, so big, the biggest, probably, story arc in the entire season was Theo Gallivan, Azrael, the Order of St. Dumas, uh, you know, that whole big... That thing. arc
0: really arced the entire 22 episodes. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Definitely. But I, but I, let's start talking about that. I, I, why don't we start with you, uh, Derek, since uh, you lost so horribly in the trivia game. <laughs> uh, what did you think about Galavan and The Order and Azrael and that whole
2: deal? I absolutely loved Theo Galavan's arc. I, I love the actor. Um, I really, really enjoy him in the in the show, and I really enjoyed the fact that we had him going from a, a new arrival in the city that nobody knew, uh, a contemporary of the Wayne family, and then building him up to becoming mayor. And then, obviously, we see his demise, and we think that's it. Uh, having the return and bringing him into uh, into the Order of Dumas, obviously, um, a very important part of it. But having him come back to life and be Asriel, a big character from the comic books who I absolutely loved, Uh, was a bit of a shock and really, really enjoyable twist for the character. Dead's never dead now uh, on Gotham, so a huge moment really for the series.
1: Well, definitely. Oh, definitely, And and uh, yeah, I, I just loved his his turn as Azrael. Like I, I, yeah. it, mm-hmm. I, th- I think I have this li- a little bit later on in the in the notes for the show, but his his time in the suit, like uh, you know, stalking everybody, like I loved how crazy
0: he sort of got rafters
1: of and everything. Some of my favorite stuff they've ever done on the show, and I I never quite believed that they could potentially ever do like a live action batman show on mm-hmm. network television mm-hmm. but th- th- those two episodes made me think oh they could totally you know They've just this, you artificially know. age uh, david like they're going to do poison ivy <laughs> next uh, season no because then and, we
0: lose david and
1: uh, <laughs> then, then they could they could do a, they could do the batman show potentially at some point they
0: could get there i mean we're only at the end of season yeah. two
1: but i uh, amory what were your thoughts on a uh, theo
0: you know he's the one you'll love to hate <laughs> he just always brought so much pizzazz is that even like what i'm thinking i don't know he just had so much energy and mm-hmm. motivations his his motivations had motivations and there was always <laughs> another twist or turn mm-hmm. um, you know if we ignore the letdown of the order of st dumas and the hooded um gang the,
1: yeah, because it was a little underwhelming when it was like eight guys in hoods. Yeah, like. <laughs> it was
0: like some guys in hoodies is really what just happened there. And Except for the like <laughs> uh, karate kicks. But yeah. it was just – there was so much and it just kept building. Mm-hmm. And then it crashed and then it built and then it crashed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just enjoyed that it just kept going. Definitely. Yeah,
3: go. definitely. Like I, I must say, like I really liked what he also kind of brought with him, like his entourage. Whether – like I love the idea of the history of the of Dumas and the rivalry with the Waynes and just that whole aspect um, that that competitive revenge streak that that was cool and then just like Tabitha and obviously Silver Saint Cloud just added all the layers to Theo Galavan because he's them and you know he kind of sent them out to sort of undermine Bruce and. And and really sort of, you know, Tabitha was sent out as his kind of assassin, mm-hmm. so really just to throw chaos and, and to really, like, move his plans forward. So I, I loved the entourage around Theo Gallivan as well as um, as Theo Gallivan. And, like, I think um, James Frayne really, I loved his laconic kind of drawl. That he 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 spoke, he was just so sort of lazy in how he mm-hmm. delivered it, and I mean in a good way. Like I, I just loved how he really took his time. I thought it was really good. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I, I thought it, I, I thought it was really cool how they uh, you know they, they kind of set up that whole backstory, and you don't necessarily think it's going in this direction, but then. When uh, Hugo Strange turns him into Azrael, and he has that programming already built in, knowing you know the whole story, memorized the whole book, and everything, it just made total sense. And I thought I thought it was so clever and so well played off. Yeah,
0: it's also nice when they build something up so early in the season, and then you see it pay off Mm -hmm. so close to the end. It's like, okay, that wasn't for nothing. It wasn't, you know, we weren't just getting all this backstory of the history of St. Dumas to be forgotten, or it was a storyline that never came to fruition. It -hmm. came back around and it was so important.
1: Mm-hmm. No. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, bobby in the chat room says i always thought fish was too over the top but for some reason i had no problem with theo uh being the same way mm. i yeah uh, bobby we know you don't like fish we know it's we a, know you don't like fish. <laughs> bobby's a constant uh constant in our chat room uh but, but uh what was i gonna say oh I, I thought thought it was interesting though and i again i kind of touch on this a little bit later in in my notes and stuff too but Theo felt very, when he was doing the whole run for mayor and everything, Mm. he felt very artificial and very like veneered and almost fakey in a way. Well,
0: if he was being a politician, that's how he belongs. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. (laughs) But but, but it it was just interesting because, you know. You kind of thought you knew him from the, from that angle of it and then as the season went on and especially the first half of the season and mm-hmm. things got darker and darker. By the time mm-hmm. he's, he's beating the crap out of Jim Gordon,
0: yeah, yeah. You,
1: you, 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 it's just a uh, completely mind-blowing where they took the character because I, yeah. I never thought he was go- going to be a physical character. If nothing else, like a master chess player right. kind he of Right. He had
0: thing. all the minions yeah. to do everything. Exactly. At so that time, he <laughs> took matters into his own hands.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I love the way that there was a hint of that, though, where, I mean, you didn't know it necessarily at the time, but with hindsight, that how he took out Jerome on the stage uh, to further his ambition at the time right. uh, or that little step in his master plan and mm-hmm. um, just how he takes him out on stage i thought was really good and you know he's so brutal towards jerome you know you've lost your usefulness kind of thing that was that was pretty cool
1: yeah, and it, it was very shocking at the time too because it, it kind of felt like they were building up this is the jerome season guys you yep, know hashtag maniacs let's All go way, yeah and uh then just oh
0: no.
1: Nope. Uh, how hey, should I make it through? Never He's on a slap that's now. Ma- yeah, that's oh. magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, next up, uh, why don't we talk about uh, Alfred and Bruce's uh, relationship in, in this this season? Uh, Emery, hey, let's start with you because I, I know that Alfred and Bruce are our personal Heart's. favorite of yours. Heart. But I mean, what do you yeah. think about where they uh, took se- the their characters this season?
0: The amount of growth in their relationship is insane. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of the season, it's really a lot more of um, like guardian and child, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the season, they've really settled into being friends and partners and respecting their each input a little bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and knowing when to back off a little when to push a little more how to push it and i think that it's so nice to see their mm-hmm. relationship grow because it doesn't ha- it's still so young in the bruce batman it doesn't they don't have to be there already but they're getting there yeah uh, you know? you're looking at me like yeah. i have no, success. heads no, definitely definitely <laughs>
1: I, I, no I, I really like to uh how uh, like you said you know they're equal partners now and everything yeah. but at the same time alfred is still i uh, he, he's still willing to step into that sort of like a instructorly role that well, that teacher role
0: <laughs> uh, he, somebody has to
1: even down to that that cupcake scene we were talking about earlier where he gets he, he's getting the crappy out of him and he's yeah. like you know he's still teaching master well. bruce you know <laughs> here's an important lesson about it how, how to fight and all this stuff like yeah yeah i really enjoyed it but what did you guys think john and derek about uh bruce and alfred this season i
3: i'm with um i'm with Anne i this is one of the best parts about gotham i think um and it's also just down to the two actors like i think um i think david Mazouz is like amazing he's like he was born to do this role i know he's like a big fan of batman as well but i can't actually imagine who else they would have i think he's really inhabited that role really
1: well and and i I will say they've been releasing like behind the scenes videos on the gotham youtube lately of hmm. him and yeah he's uh, he's He's a really good actor he's not i bruce wayne has nothing to do with the real kid <laughs> you know like yeah. he, he's like a goofy kid when he's in the, these behind the scenes videos but then he has this intensity yeah. as, as bruce wayne it's just amazing but that's it yeah i mean for someone so young he
3: has that intensity and it it just rhymes well with batman and what mm-hmm. he becomes and then he had like the relationship with alfred and um, i think just the way as Marie said like how that's developed i think um this year you know it's almost that they've you know I think on on one of our podcasts we said well you know our, this is the split of of Alfred and Bruce for at least a, a moment in time within season 2 um where they go onto the streets and there is that tension there there's that adolescent tension um you know Bruce wants to do stuff okay Maybe not drinking under the railway arches like most uh, teenagers. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> it's tracking down his his, his parents' killers, but mm. you know he he's he's kind of he's rebelling in to some extent or in his own particular way. He wants to do stuff his way, right? But he also then it it also then builds um his own knowledge of what he can do, but also what he needs Alfred to help him with yeah, um, right. as well and I love how they reconnect as well and I love the kind of deal that they, they, they have um, as well right I think really early on after Alfred's kind of destroyed the computer um, in the proto mm-hmm. Batcave cave. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. just that
2: whole thing um, I thought was really cool. where They come to an understanding. Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved, I love the kind of, uh, as you say, the rule that Alfred was setting up to begin with, where he's telling Bruce, you have to follow every rule that I set for you. And by the end of the season, they turned that around completely and that yeah. Bruce is going to lead and Alfred's going to follow. Uh, I really loved it. I also loved that the two of them got some great moments apart this season. Um, the, the whole episode where, where Bruce... Uh, finally, uh, pulls one over on Silver. Um, yes, absolutely brilliantly oh, yeah. as well. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and a great moment with uh, for for David. Uh, definitely, I, I, I was kind of going, they can't kill off Bruce Wayne, can they? Be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great great moment. Definitely.
1: That would make this a, a definitely an alternate universe, you right? Know? got uh, uh, that although you know some people have theorized about that like what if uh gotham eventually will say okay th- this is going to be gotham without batman like uh they, that's the alternate universe the story they where go. we're, we're going to end up telling and that would it would be interesting but i kind of want to see him become like a young batman too you
2: i know? think
0: they're going to get there yeah, yeah i think i mean he's going to age into it <laughs> <laughs> just the way it's going he's going to age into it
2: him he, sh- get- he should. Uh, interestingly, um, uh, w- while we were over at uh, one of the one of the interviews we had, we, we had or we were at with with the cast. Um, I've just suddenly blanked on the name of uh, of the actor who plays Enigma. That's terrible. Corey, 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 Michael, Michael. Michael, Corey Smith. Michael Smith. Yeah, Corey, Corey Michael Smith was <laughs> dead set against the idea of the show going past uh, the point where uh, where Bruce becomes Batman. He was dead set against it. He kind of said that would be the end of Gotham. The show is about everything beforehand. And I'm kind of out of it if they if they decide to go that way, which I thought was an interesting comment from, from
0: the cast, Corey, yeah. Michael, Smith.
2: Smith. From Corey yeah. Michael Smith, yeah, yeah that was whilst we were over in London, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I've always
1: thought they could it would be fun if they did. Some like, sort of episode where you, you if nothing else, they did, did like a flash forward and you got to see a little bit of that Gotham or something. But I know that uh, uh John Stevens has said, you know, that they, while they're willing to explore the supernatural stuff uh, via like Indian Hill and things like that, they're not going to delve into any sort of like magical or like overly sci fi, like time travel kind of concepts. So I don't I, know if they, there's a way to do that really. Yeah, mm. okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here over in the chat room I interesting question from uh stephanie 990 she says what are your thoughts on penguin now being more bloodthirsty than before how much more evil could he be
0: he's the penguin like i, I, I th- it's I, just gonna keep going <laughs>
1: i i almost want to say that he was more blood first thirsty in the first season but th- because that kind of evil in him was so repressed for a, a lot of this or at least the second half of the of the right. season that when it when it came out you know he killed people and you know fed Left people to other people table. and yeah
2: uh-huh. Yeah, it, yeah,
1: it just uh, it kind kind Fancy. of blew up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a
2: reason I'm drinking from my Stark milk tonight, i am just not drinking from my Stark yeah. milk. Somebody told the, to... the, the soufflé <laughs> blew up, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Definitely.
1: Okay, so let's see here. Okay, so I, I think we've talked out Alfred and Bruce. Mm-hmm. I And I just mentioned it, really, uh, but Indian Hill. Good old that, Indian uh, Hill. That whole thing, that whole payoff to the Viper episode back in season one. Yeah. Uh, we, what did you guys think of the whole Indian Hill scene arc, you know, all that? and I think we can probably bundle in Hugo Strange into this, too, just okay. because.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. I mean, I don't want to
1: say too much because, um, it,
3: like, um, I've got it for, for later, but, I mean, I loved, um, I think Indian Hill is a great sort of concept for the show to be able to do what it maybe needed to do, which is to bring people um, and and give them a reason for inhabiting maybe a slightly weird or kooky thing like this, the the storytelling Mm -hmm. um, with regards to like Asriel and certainly with the Alice in Wonderland. I mean, um, Mad Hatter is one of my favorite um, Batman villains along with the Riddler. And so, you know, hearing Hugo Strange say, you know, he's he's, he's recounting um, uh, passages from um, from that book and that story is just really, really so good. And I think I just think BD Wong, what again, what he brought, they had some really great uh, talent. Um, I loved Hugo Strange. I loved he challenged people in there that I wanted him to challenge. Um, he ran. Obviously, Arkham. He ran Indian Hill, and he had a great sidekick um, in Miss Peabody. Oh, Miss Peabody! (laughs) um, And I love some of the stuff that they did. Were the whole psychedelic, and and you had that image. uh, But as I say, I don't want to say too much. Yeah, it's really, really (laughs) good. That like they did some really great camera work for some of the scenes that he uh, was in, which really I think just added a whole different kind of take on some of these episodes. Mm -hmm. So I, I. really i I loved the introduction of both of um both of these
1: yeah i I really like that they uh they found a really clever way to explain why batman has so many really really weird weird villains and so many that because uh in practicality a lot of his villains are based on literary characters archetypes things like this Mm -hmm. because you know 1930s 1940s 1950s comic book writers uh, they were having to write a lot quickly, and they weren't always that original. So they took you know something pre-existing like the Mad Hatter and kind of exactly. morphed it into a villain for Batman to fight. But they found a really cool and clever way that you know Hugo Strange was giving all these you know uh, monsters these sto- backstories, right? And you know he was pulling them from books and this that and the other to, to kind of give it an in-story reason, which I thought was really cool.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I love the idea, and I love the fact that it it, it does. A kind of uh, call back to, as you say, episode five of season one. You know, that's not what I thought Indian Hill was going to be. I thought it was going to be connected to Wayne Enterprises. I thought there was going to be some underground facility where all the accountancy stuff uh, was stored, kind of thing. It wasn't <laughs> going to be something as big as this is where all the villains are being created and being sent out to the streets of Gotham, you know? Yeah. But even Ed Nigma got scared. Yeah, exactly. And if
0: Nigma gets scared, then yeah. you know, it's really bad because yeah. he's just psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> no, um. I, I mean, it is still connected to Wayne enterprises though. That's the yeah. thing. And that's kind of curious is once you pull in the whole court of owls that we're going to be getting and have started to see glimmers mm-hmm. of that I don't understand. And you have to explain to me every week, <laughs> but it, it's like how that all connects and like Mm -hmm. who's actually in charge is it somebody like is it the board of wayne enterprises that we haven't seen in a year is Mm -hmm. it the court of owls are they one in the same we don't know because she's wearing a mask like it could still be the crazy lady who hired alfred's old buddy to go after alfred to mess with bruce it's all crazy (laughs)
1: super (laughs) duper it's all super
0: duper crazy and it's all connected i think
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, let's see here over in the chat room we have a couple of interesting interesting things uh Someone asked, "Do you think Gotham should cross over with any other DC show?" I would say no. Uh, Like, I I just because a big part of the reason I don't watch the. DCW verse <laughs> uh, is because you have to now you have to watch like twenty thousand shows, <laughs> shows mm-hmm. to keep mm-hmm. up with any one storyline, and plus I, I hear Era wasn't that great towards the end anyway. I've heard that,
0: I've heard
1: that. Uh, but uh, Amory, uh, I'd assume you're probably on the same page. I with am. Me.
0: I think they just operate in such different universes. I think mm-hmm. Gotham is dark and gritty, mm-hmm. where the DCW is bright and shiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like everything I, over there sparkles, <laughs> or they're in they're like gold. Or something like that's what I feel is coming from over there. Where over here, it's like Bruce is living like a homeless dude. Like <laughs> he's got bazillions of dollars, but he's living in a cardboard. Box.
1: People are getting blown up with bazookas. Now, I, will, I will
2: say, I do. I do actually watch all the CW shows uh, except for Legends of Legends of Tomorrow. That's the one I don't watch. um But I, 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 I'm, I kind of agree with you that they couldn't cross over. But there's, there's a great moment in one of the comic books where. Um, where Bruce is standing with one of his friends and sees Superman fly by uh, overhead. Um, I think it's in Hush, actually. I think so, yeah. Um, and I just, I'd love that kind of moment where they're standing in the streets of Gotham and the Flash flies past, and maybe they keep that storyline on the Flash, but I definitely don't want the characters to meet up. It's really definitely a different kind of time zone um, or mm-hmm, timeline yeah. to, to the shows that are on CW. I think it's probably set about 10 or 15 years beforehand uh, so that they may be able to use the character of Batman on their shows if they want to, I suppose. Um, But I'd love to see something like that. I'd love to see something where it has an impact or there's a a moment where they're seeing something happen from the other shows. But that's about all I'd like to see. I could deal
0: with that. I'm sorry, but The um, Flash
2: would be
3: too shiny like all the Gothamites would like mm. jump on him if they could and, like, it's like get him, kill him it, or something, or dirty him Throw like, the throw
0: him. mud, throw the mud or
3: Hold him under the puddle or something I don't know, it'd be kind of like Break his legs <laughs> yeah. exactly. It'd be kind of like
2: Gotham forever, you know, or something yeah. That's why I'm the Black Arrow, or the Black and Blue Arrow <laughs> no, no, I
1: definitely agree, like I think I, I while well, I wouldn't want to see them cross over with the DCW-verse, I would totally be down with seeing another... Character. DC, like another non-Batman DC character, show up on the show sometime. Like mm-hmm. maybe have like Young Oliver Queen come in for an episode, or maybe, well, maybe not Oliver Queen because he's kind of got some uh, some. You're
0: gonna go there, aren't you?
1: Uh, some some issues with uh, Felicity.
0: Stop uh, right it. Now. Don't do it! Don't do it!
1: <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> no, but someone like that, or like maybe like a young te- young Ted Cord meets Bruce Wayne at uh, some sort of a young geniuses club, or say you know a good version of that. Like I'd love yeah. to see that for sure. A Clark Kent appearance would be nice. I'm sure you would be really excited about that. But uh, okay. So let's (laughs) see here. Uh, Any other thoughts on Indian Hill or we good to move on?
0: I just have one thing with Indian Hill. What's going to happen now?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I know because I mean,
0: the freaks are out. Mm -hmm. That's all. Like that's really they're all out, or are are they?
2: One bus. That's that's a terrible idea.
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs)
1: You you thought school buses were bad back in the day, like with all the kids in the back of the bus. Just wait until you have some monsters back
0: there. Exactly so i just but think Ed, that's going to still be interesting. stuck in arkham
1: right
2: so
0: but how, yeah, last how do you have the people stuck upstairs in arkham when you have all these monsters escaping downstairs like that's my confusion a little bit is mm-hmm. that they weren't separate they're one entity <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they tried to make it look like it's separate but when the gcpd is invading the downstairs mm-hmm. and we have bd wong or strange whatever um upstairs like crying in, in like a fog like, <laughs> it's all together it all has to work together well, I,
1: I, i'm sure we will i i'm sure they won't let that kind of like percolate i'm sure like first se- episode season three we're gonna get the clean a big insight yeah. is to, to the current state of arkham and everything
0: oh yeah there will be, be clean up
2: i'm hoping poor ed isn't locked there over the summer you know five months trapped <laughs> in a room on his own would definitely drive him more crazy wouldn't it a little
0: bit a little bit <laughs>
2: I, I, if you could get more crazy than Edison, mm, right that's
1: now.
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could because he thought he was out. He thought he was like a guy on the inside, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Thanks for your work. Back to your cell, <laughs> dear." I <laughs> think <laughs> that would drive me crazier.
1: Okay, let's see here. Okay, why do we? Where you know. Ha- 40 minutes into our episode. Woo. Why don't we talk about the main character of the show? Oh. Uh, Jim Gordon. Jim uh, Gordon, th- that guy. Jim, Jim kind of uh, went through a long, dark tea time of the soul in season two, I think. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> I, uh, but uh, what did you guys think of Jim's uh, arc, his fall from grace, all that kind of stuff?
2: Mm-hmm. Can I hand this one on to John? Because John had a lot to say about Jim during, uh, during our podcast of this season. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I wanted to slap him. But um,
3: <laughs> like it it redeemed itself but i know for the first kind of maybe half of the season i was just like what is happening right I, like i didn't understand the character mm-hmm. characterization um, and i don't think you know it, it's not i think it, whether it was the writing or whatever i don't think it was necessarily performance related mm-hmm. or anything like that i just was like it was it just seemed a bit scatty and sporadic uh, I know someone can have a moral core but maybe do things against that, but it just he was so moralistic towards everyone and then goes and kills someone and then shoots people and is doing stuff that he's riling against. I just felt the character got got a bit away from itself to be honest. Um, um and I but I liked how it came back to that then the you know dark jim yeah mm-hmm. a- and you know is he a jedi or is he a sith or you know what is he um, and i like that they brought that back later on in in season two but they didn't have that as a they didn't make that clear at the start and so it, it it was kind of a bit weird for a few episodes where he was doing all these things that just seemed to be going against everything he was saying in both senses whether it was good or bad and i mean i was starting to feel sorry for uh, leslie Tompkins. i was thinking just get out of the apartment leave him yes <laughs> but but it did kind of um i loved then how she came and challenged him and i loved then how um, Captain Barnes challenged him and, and so it, it worked out in, in the end um, and I like mm-hmm. that aspect but I, mm-hmm. I think um, I just wish it had been a bit clearer about what he was going through because it, it didn't seem to until you had the other characters around him saying Jim what are you doing and um, you know uh what where where are you in this are you you know what's your relationship with penguin all these different <laughs> kind of really probing questions on a personal level with leslie and and then obviously in in the gcpd with with captain barnes and even i think with with harvey bullock so yeah I he kind of was he split me a bit this um this season but i think in the end um i, I liked where he ended up and how he It it, it went, but for for the first bit, it was... I kind of didn't get it, but yeah. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, you see, I had a lot to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think think it was a journey we kind of had to see, though, because, you know, he came in at the beginning of season one, just this... Almost like a, a a moral absolutist kind of character, which, well, uh, you know, Commissioner Gordon, as we know him in the comics, is a good guy. He's not exactly a moral absolutist. He's willing to, you know, you know, bend Break some rules and yeah, uh, turn into some dark alleyways to get the job done. And it, it was kind of, I think, this season was a lot seeing the uh, transition between. That moral absolutist to somebody who would be willing to let a guy like Batman operate in his city and work with him to help clean the city up. Uh, it, it, it was a very interesting thing, though, too, because I think, think in a lot of ways Gotham beat him down. I mean, think, think about him when he came in at the beginning of yeah. season one. He, he was bright you know, and shiny right right out of the military right had a beautiful fiance they were happy she was running an art gallery he was coming in to kind of take over in his dad's old city and everything like that right. things were looking up for old jim gordon right and uh then by the end of it he w- he was alone uh people were dead <laughs> you right. know yeah. so so i i think i i can see why he made those choices i i think i see it from like a story sense too. why he had to kind of go through this journey i'm really ra- interested to see where the they'll pick up with him at the beginning of season yeah, three though
0: Especially because th- he stole bullock's car and that was last we saw <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like,
1: i definitely agree
3: he had to go on that journey that i i'm absolutely <laughs> agree on that i think it was the fact that he still um in in terms of what he did to like commissioner Loeb, even though i know there were mortal enemies and i understood that like gotham mold is molding him in a sense and, and the forces that um play out in gotham But it was just sometimes when he went overly moralistic towards, like, Captain Barnes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Saying, well, you must do it this way, or, you know... And And then sending Oswald in after Loeb, yeah. Yeah, and then (laughs) sending Oswald in after Loeb. That was a bit kind of extreme. And like I can it was too extreme maybe, but I mean I understood they
1: had to go down that that um that road absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah I i definitely felt like and I don't think we have him on the list so I'll talk sure. about him a little bit to Barnes.
0: No, he was uh, originally and then I
1: but, but I, I think Barnes was there in a lot of ways to say, you know, if season one Jim Gordon had had stayed going season the way one, he like... was going He would have failed like Barnes did because, I mean, Barnes had a lot of lofty ideals and he came in there ready to, you know, clean up and do everything by the book and this and that. And the strike force got cleared out and they had to hire new guys like every week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, the city descended into chaos and he ended up getting stabbed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't he in the hospital like twice?
1: Yeah. 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 Like there's issues. Yeah, in a city like Gotham, that kind of approach doesn't quite work.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. you have to be able to look the other way a little. Um, one thing I
2: was really surprised about throughout the season, we were getting a lot of, uh, a lot of emails and comments on Twitter about uh, whether Barnes was a bad guy, whether he was working mm-hmm. for Galifan mm-hmm. the whole way through the mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Nobody trusted him, which I thought was really interesting. <laughs> I was kind of looking at him the same way as you were, Bill. I was kind of looking mm-hmm. at him going, this is just a representation of what Jim could be if he was captain and was still sticking to his moral code. Um, but, yeah, we were getting loads of people kind of going, not bad guy. It's Galavan trying to run the speedy from the inside.
0: I think we had that theory yeah, I going, think it, too. At least yeah. the
1: first couple episodes with Barnes, we were like, okay, this
0: – We thought I- he was on um, <laughs> Galavan's crew – Right. And yeah. that's why he yeah. had to operate so morally because then they couldn't do anything because from the outside, Galavan wasn't doing anything bad and it was helping to cover him, but yeah, obviously it, not.
1: I think part of my reasoning for that, too, was because I, I know him, Michael Chiklis, very well from The Shield, mm-hmm. where – and in, in, Barnes is kind of like the bizarro Vic Mackey <laughs> um, right, right. <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a way. So I, I was expecting him to, to go bad, to go off the rails like Vic Mackey does in episode one of The Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Episode <laughs> one, <laughs> he's a bad cop. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, anybody else have anything? Did Me? You get to talk? I didn't get yeah, to talk about I, Jim Gordon. You, to, you were talking, just not, not directly. Yeah. It, was,
0: it wasn't my turn. Um, no, my thing with Jim this season was, um, I know he's supposed to be the main character, and I felt that a lot more in season one. In season two, he didn't feel like the main character. Mm-hmm. He felt more like a supporting character for Bruce's story. Right. Um, like we had had to get more of his, but I don't think we focused on him, mm-hmm. um, even with all of his baby mama drama, ex-fiance falling out a window, going <laughs> crazy, punching up the world. I still don't think it, it didn't feel like his story this season, even though he was a main focus in a lot of like the episodes. For some reason, I didn't feel it was his story.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. Like, I think uh, where season one, it kind of focused on him as the protagonist. Yeah. Uh, This season, I think the the setting was more the protagonist. Gotham City itself was the protagonist of season two. Uh,
0: And you know what? I think I like that better. Yeah. Like I didn't hate Jim like in season one, but in season two, it was just so much more intense when I didn't feel we were focusing on him. Yeah. I felt I was getting a better story because there was more to it. Mm -hmm. There was more going on and he's got these internal conflicts. So he's just got to work out (laughs) before he can like come Mm -hmm. back into my life.
1: Well, I think a strange uh, drugged them out of him. So
0: I I believe he may have. He has (laughs) forgiven him.
1: Mm hmm. <laughs> I loved him when
3: he was in in uh inhabited by uh, clayface. <laughs> oh yes. Smiley Jim was great.
0: That was hysterical. <laughs> like it again, was. like the actors on this show can do an amazing job. Like that's such a, a change. Definitely. And it. it's impressive.
1: I, it, it must if, have been
3: great sorry it must have been great for um the uh oh my god mckenzie ben mckenzie as well just to like do something different with with Absolutely. that character yeah,
1: as well. yeah. it kind of made me hopeful that maybe we'll get some other clayface versions of familiar characters in season three that'd be <laughs> nice probably we, we, what about he could he could do a fake penguin fake ed not fake bruce wayne probably plus we're gonna have we already have a fake we're gonna have a a bruce wayne double (laughs) season anyway so okay so um and you know i guess this will all lump in together here in a nice big fat bundle but hashtag maniacs it's time to look at this this joker Joker. let's look at this joker everybody look Look at this this joker Joker. (laughs) everybody (laughs) look at the joker (laughs) okay
3: (laughs) look at this joker
1: (laughs) yes (laughs) Yay! That was the best rendition ever, for sure. Okay, uh, but uh, no, uh, we're not going to be discussing, you know, hints to the Joker or anything in episodes like we normally do with the segment. And this time, we're just going to be talking about Jerome. Because Jerome, Jerome was, was awesome. He's fantastic. And uh, you, you know what? Uh, we'll go ahead and throw it to you guys uh, f- first because, it, you know, it, it, it was the first part of season two and it, we're so far removed f- from it. I can't remember what you guys thought about it. So you need to uh, <laughs> refresh <laughs> us. Uh, give us your entire coverage of Jerome in, you know, four minutes.
2: All right, all right. I <laughs> uh, absolutely from, Um the, the actor Cameron Monaghan coming from uh, just a one one guest role in the first season, uh, coming into this role in, in this season, has just, just really st- it kind of stood out as something so different in the city of Gotham. Really, really enjoyed his take on the character. You can see why everybody loved him, why everybody was, was really shocked by losing him as a character. Um, but it, just the madness that he brought to the role and the madness that uh, was going on around him, that he was Trying to kind of harness and trying to, you know, push forward in Gotham is, is just, was just essential to the show in those early episodes. I think like a lot of people, uh, when we saw that moment with Gallivan taking him out, uh, I kind of thought, oh, God, they've done that. They've done the wrong thing there. They've 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 kind of ruined the show. This this can't go. They can't it can't get any better than this. Uh, they did prove that they could they had loads more up there yeah. for the rest of the season, luckily. Yeah. Uh, and I do believe we we definitely heard the laugh and we definitely saw a, a hooded, hooded person getting out of that bus. At the yep. end of the season. So um oh, yeah. I think we're gonna see Jerome again. And there was the, the, the ginger herd um person in the tank.
0: Yeah that we yeah. constantly saw in every episode once yeah. we started seeing the tanks they're yeah. like no he's coming back stop sending us hate mail like, like that's what I felt like those were it was like yes it's a glimpse and yes it's stop sending the hate mail you know what
1: bugged <laughs> me about those tanks when they when they showed the back of them and it was very obviously Fish and very obviously Jerome mm-hmm. people uh, in online discussions about the show kept saying like when people were like oh Fish is coming back in uh, a couple episodes or whatever they were like spoilers and i'm like it was on the show they showed her <laughs> they
0: actually showed the character yeah it
1: wasn't a promo it wasn't a press release although they were, there they were did, there were both both of those things it was literally on the show they hinted that not hinted basically outright stated right that they were coming back but uh no no mm. I, I i really loved his take on it too i i, I really appreciated how he kind he kind of played it like he he was equal parts jack nicholson mark hamill Uh, A little Cesar Romero, even, and then uh, his own little spin on it, too, which I thought was really cool. Absolutely. Definitely.
0: I'm curious what happens after his rebirth mm-hmm. like what twist gets thrown in there like what story could strange have given him yeah to take mm-hmm. or maybe did he give him his own story just slightly doctored
2: uh-huh I, I i love the idea that he may have left them as a blank slate as well and he's still he might the not crazy have gotten jerome. to it yeah he's still the crazy jerome underneath and was trying to work out his backstory you know um yeah. that that would work quite well with with the joker character as well.
1: Yeah, I I I wonder if he'll uh when he comes back uh cuz it's pretty much assumed that you know he's yeah. going to be a big part of season 3. I'm
0: staring at his IMDb though trying to figure but, out where he's doing that. <laughs> but but I I I
1: wonder I wonder what if he'll look like more like the traditional joker. If he'll he'll you know have the white face and all that stuff. Hopefully
3: not, I reckon.
1: That's my that's
3: okay. my kind of personal sort of take on it. I hope not. Just yes.
0: I think, I don't think... Well, you never I think, know
3: what a fish tank will do.
0: <laughs> well, nobody else has looked different. That's the That's thing. True. Fish looked basically the same. Or um, better. Or better. You know, she might have had some surgery in there. was uh, like,
2: definitely a hairdresser in there.
0: <laughs> there was definitely a hairdresser in there. <laughs> um, you know, Galavan, Azrael, he looked the same, a little beat up. But, you know, his face had been mutilated in his death. Um, mm-hmm. so I think if anything maybe he'll be like a shade paler because he was stabbed in the neck maybe like mm-hmm. something because like so much of the blood drained from his head so quickly maybe like, like even but if it was
1: just how he looked on the slab there at the yeah, end of uh, the last that's slab. True. that's true but that would be okay yeah. I'd that be okay be with that definitely
0: but I, I don't think they can take it much further without it just being a little forced too forced yeah
3: Let's see. Uh, yeah, but the, the man's
0: le- on two shows so I have no idea how he's doing I
3: may have a. Th- I might have a theory for that
0: Ooh. oh
1: wrong oh later on
0: yeah, later in on our
3: that's
1: the tease I was like theory theory no um but I i, I just real quick the lemster uh, PJU in the chat room says I think fish may become magpie I uh, they you know F- fish Mooney I uh, magpie is a uh, comic villain of Batman.
0: I, I assumed just sucks. I I, yes.
1: I know her very well because she was uh in the post-crisis uh, um, first appearance or first team up of Batman and Superman she was the villain they thought gotcha that's what what I always think of but fish is very magpie like yeah yeah definitely so i don't i don't know if that's necessarily ca- the case but i wouldn't be surprised if fish wasn't at least a little inspired
0: i don't know how to wait i like the the magpie. wiki magpie was an enemy of batman with an obsession for shiny objects yep i think that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> there we go and wanted nice. them all for herself. Actually, yes, this mm-hmm. is perfect. <laughs> this is fantastic. That's very lucky. Uh yeah. the internet.
1: Okay, so why don't we go ahead and talk about AI? Uh, the monsters, we'll say. Okay. Uh, the the uh, Mr. Freezes, the Fireflies, et cetera. Uh, what were uh, some of you guys' uh, over you, you, Gotham TV podcast, guys? What were your, some of your favorite monster moments of season two? You
2: know, I, I absolutely loved the Mr. Freeze storyline. I, yeah. I absolutely loved it. And and firefly to be honest the, the two of them getting their battle at the end of the season was awesome um but having the the mister freeze storyline that i that i loved so much from um from the cartoons actually more more so than the comic books um translated really well into the show and with its own little twist very quite yeah. different from uh, from our final version of uh, of Victor freeze and the uh, Victor Fries? Victor Freeze? Still can't get that right. Freeze, uh, freeze right? Uh, <laughs> it, the, the, having that little twist on for the show um, really changed it for me and really allowed me to enjoy it like I hadn't seen the story before as well. So I think they did a great job with with, uh, with Victor Freeze for me.
3: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same. I, I, one of my favorite characters from, from the Batman canon um, really is, is Mr. Freeze. And I, I loved... The whole story, the little twist, um, and the the play out, the battle between Firefly and, and Freeze at the end, uh, you know, reflected into Stranger's glasses which was just really cool. And, and again, Firefly was was really good as well. I, I liked how uh, that plays out um, uh, with Bridget Pike mm-hmm. and becoming Firefly, really taking on this role because of her, you know, pretty dreadful relationship with her um, her brothers. Uh, and I loved how that connected in with uh selena kyle's story like mm-hmm. seeing another side of selena kyle Sorry. not not just simply being uh, in scenes with bruce but um having someone else uh a lot, you know as well as um uh, ivy pepper to, to to be involved with and develop that that character of Selena uh, I really liked um but yeah it was kind of very games of Throny fire and ice uh, at the end in in Arkham really really liked it they, they were really good and um, and I liked clayface as well mm-hmm. um I liked how they did that really it seemed to work I was kind of thinking how are they going to do this uh, and it worked um I think for me
1: yeah like as far as firefly it was interesting because I was thinking about it when they were airing the episodes a, uh, you, you know the origin and everything and I don't know if I've ever read uh, a, an origin for the comic book version of Firefly so I was kind of like completely open to whatever they did I could see maybe if you didn't like the character as much and you know they're changing it this way that way or the other way you might get a little like eh. but I, I really like what they did with it and like mm-hmm. you like you were saying too I, I really enjoyed uh, the tying it together with Selena, leading to that very comedic part in, in the the last couple episodes where she thinks she's a god of fire and yeah. you know selena's trying to convince her friend no 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 you're still jenny from the block
0: you yeah know? basically <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah
1: definitely uh, amory what about you
0: um i mean yeah i really i wasn't as into the freeze as you guys but you have the emotional connection to it from previous renditions Mm -hmm. um it was neat it was cool i kind of it It was cool cool. it was (laughs) cool um you know i kind of (laughs) like how his wife sort of threw him into it though Mm -hmm. because she's like no i'm gonna take me out of the picture like off herself like i think it works worked with that and i mean everything you said about firefly um it made sense that she needed that to help her rise up and get over her family her abusive family because it gave her that power it gave her that strength it gave her that motivation to leave but it also gave her a relationship with selena who desperately needs another female to interact with because i don't know what's up with ivy Uh (laughs) she's just a little out there still so she was
1: was mushroom growing
0: (laughs) she's growing some shrooms that's really all (laughs) she's doing right now yeah
1: she's a botanist a botanist Uh, yes I I will say I have some more stuff to say about Mr. Freeze a little bit later but I I'll just say I really love that he went all emo teen uh after he he got (laughs) his white hair and was in the the cooler yeah just listening to the the hard heavy metal Metal music and you know kind of falling in on himself (laughs) yeah it was good it was was good
0: good stuff good times good times
1: (sighs) okay uh so let's see here okay now this is a big one uh you know we're firmly in villain territory now uh uh, what about? And I, I'm going to cut your last point Whatever, here because I think it'll kind of tie into here. Yeah, a little
0: bit. I didn't what, realize I
1: did that. Let's let's uh, do the uh, talk about the, the the odd couple, the roommates, right. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Ed Nigma and Pengy Pants. Don't uh, move my mustard, uh, Mister Oswald. But uh, both of them went through many changes. Many many changes this yeah. season. Uh, but uh, actually, Amory, why don't we start with you? Why don't you talk a little bit about? Ed and Pengy Pants.
0: Uh, Ed and Pengy Pants. The romance that never was. Um, <laughs> or, I, or is yet to be. Or has yet to be. Yeah. Who knows?
3: Or um, happened whilst he was drugged. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Um I just love that Ed sort of found himself. He mm. finally was able to find himself. He found love and then he killed love. But,
1: you know, he, he
0: sees what he wants now. Mm-hmm. Chaos, basically, <laughs> is what he wants. And, you know, Penguin, he found his family, which is something he so desperately needed, especially after his mother's awful, awful death. Um
1: incoming ship name from the uh chat room. Nig Nick Mobblepot. Oh Nick Mobblepot, yeah.
0: yes. Nick Mobblepot. Love Nick pot Excellent. Um but I just love Where Penguin's going now. Like, he still got his dead stepmother on the table. (laughs) It had to have been like two weeks. Since this dinner, and
3: she's just there. That was just, the funniest
0: thing. That ever. was the best. Thing, like all the flies Brilliant. are going. Yeah. Can I yeah. can I
2: just give a huge shout out to Drew Pell for that moment uh, as Butch Gilzine lays eyes on the head so <laughs> Yes, <you> know, yes. <laughs> uh, being placed in front of him and has no idea what he should be saying to his former
0: boss.
2: <laughs> Brilliant for him.
0: Yes, like, I just, these two just make me so happy. Anytime oh either yeah. of them is on screen, you know this is going to be good. And, and it's
3: funny, anne because you say that, like, Ed, um, you know, found himself, and, and Penguin kind of did too as well, right. and- Not only in Ed's bed, but also, (laughs) um, but also like you know, he went through Good Penguin, um, and just at the same time as Ed was going proper dark, right, um, and then you know, obviously they kind of aligned again, where they both were just crazy, Mm -hmm. right. on spikes. So.
0: <laughs> I want to see them work together again, though, because they yeah. didn't really get to work together properly. Uh, it was more like a healing process.
1: Well, I think the last time they ran into each other was when Penguin was still sort of
0: good. Good. And, and I wasn't convinced. And Ed was that like, was the scene okay. where I was convinced. Yeah. Because I didn't believe that he was good. I thought he was putting on an act the entire time mm-hmm. until Ed's like you know, I'm kind of saying where (laughs) I can't have you here. (laughs) Yeah. So I would like, I want to see them work together. Definitely. Definitely.
2: And they do make beautiful music together. Oh, they do. It's just gorgeous. They do. They do. Yeah.
1: Okay, what about you guys? You guys have some thoughts on uh, Ed and, uh, as we call him, Pengy pants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I, I have to say uh, Ed's storyline this season was my favorite thing of the entire season. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just loved yeah. the the introduction of dark, uh, of dark and, and good Ed, I guess, or dark and light Ed, um, <laughs> talking to each other throughout the start of the season. Some absolutely fantastic moments where Corey Michael Smith is playing the two sides of the character so well yeah. and so differently. Uh, Really, really exciting to see that and then the merging of of it all into evil Ed uh, throughout the rest of the season was just fab. Just to really see that that uh, that that piece of that character that that I've known for so many years kind of coming together throughout the season and then finally becoming completely crazy towards the end of the season and uh, and trying his best to get out of Arkham Asylum um, even through the pipes. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was really, really good. Yeah.
3: Like I think um, I I loved the. I think I've said it three times now. Oh this. This is where Ed becomes Riddler. <laughs> oh, this is where Ed becomes Riddler. Mm-hmm. But I think it was where he kind of um, that that moment in his apartment between him and Jim Gordon. Mm. Um, I really, really enjoyed uh, how that just played out, um, and how Ed Enigma just was ready for him. He knew that it was coming. I loved, I loved all that. And then um, I have to say his his final trip in the woods into the snow. Yes, uh, I,
2: just,
3: I just thought that was really good. And it's like crud. I mean, that was really good. As all the GCPD are like burying it in on top of him, it's like crud. Yeah, <laughs>
1: really I, good. I, and I loved after all the meticulous planning, all the secreting away of dead bodies and everything. He just kind of like goes. Eh! through the snow and like balls.
2: <laughs> hilarious. Yes. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, as for Panky Pants, I, I will use the name for you. Thank you. Um, as for Panky Pants, uh, I, I really liked him this season. I, I, I feel he took a little bit of a backseat to season one just purely because season one felt like he was pushing through the whole time. Takeover Gotham, it was a very much starting on the bottom rung and ending off King of Gotham at the end of Season 1. In Season 2, because of obviously becoming good Penguin for a while, he felt like he was taking a little bit of a backseat. So him coming back out, doing the Titus Andronicus of killing the children, feeding them to their mother and Mm. then chopping off her head, uh, and becoming more and more, uh, uh, probably a bigger Penguin or a more uh, evil Penguin than we've seen in Season 1 was huge but did feel like a bit of a backseat in the middle of the season this year.
0: I think it made him more confident Mm -hmm. in who he is. He's like, all right, I've seen where I've come from. I know, you know, both sides of the story now. And by taking the matters into his own hands, he just, that was more of him taking something. Then the end of season 1 where it was basically shove fish off of, of a building.
1: Yeah, and I mean even though he he had won that battle and become the king of Gotham.
0: Nobody respected he, it. At for the it.
1: beginning of the season he still had a weakness which was his mom. And right. now now he he has all the power. He has none of the weakness. I mean, he fresh fish uh freaked him out a little bit as well she should yep. yeah uh but i i think i think we're definitely going to see him come back a bit more stronger a bit more confident right. going forward. absolutely yeah
3: yeah no i think for me penguin uh, penggy pants um definitely <laughs> uh, that that moment where um you know his mum's killed is hugely defining for him but at the same time he finds his dad and i, I love that aspect to his character i think i should say um it's him finding himself and he's able to move confidently into pure Psychotic behavior Mm -hmm. um,
1: as a result. Definitely, the more psycho, (laughs) the better on Gotham. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay, so let's see here. Okay, so I I think we're going to wrap it up with the character discussions, and uh, because we have some topics we want to hit up to, and we're already you know an an hour hour in, in. so uh, we should get to the topics. Okay, first up, (laughs) let's see here. Okay, favorite episode and why, and I I will go first because I I'm the one because directing things and i want to uh my favorite episode and and this kind of speaks to uh the riddler self-actualizing and becoming the riddler riddler right. uh to uh, my favorite episode of the season was probably mad gray dawn which is the one where ed is uh kind of leading jim along on yes, this
0: the caper the,
1: on the caper and everything oh, yeah. with uh the costumes and everything it, it was the first riddler's first sort of in-brand caper with Question marks and everything. And it, I also loved – it was the episode uh, where uh, Pee Wee, Paul Rubens, was introduced as Penguin's uh, dad, uh, Elijah Van Dahl. That's it, which I, I thought was really well done. And pro- I think probably – I mean e- even when I've seen Paul Rubens in movies where he's – it's not strictly a comedic cool. movie – his his role or his characters usually have a comedic twist to them. This is the first time where it was just like him playing straight. it straight, and I yeah. thought he did a really really good job with it.
0: Exactly. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the Pee Wee, but mm-hmm. I was a big fan of the Elijah Vandal. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: yeah, I was sad to see him go, but I was really glad where they took it afterwards. Like, right. I was really happy for that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yep. No, a great episode. Really, really good episode. Yeah. I love seeing Paul Rubens on the show. Uh, really exciting to see him. Obviously, from from uh, Batman Returns mm-hmm. uh, as Penguin's father in that uh, brief cameo uh, scene, and great to have. Great, great for the credit them to bring him into the show for this as well. That was really, really cool. That's it. He
3: he just added um like a. Com- Another dimension to uh, Oswald Cobblepot. It Mm. was really good, Um, and I mean, yeah, that first Riddler caper was just really good, um, and how it Mm. it really messed with Jim Gordon. What was was superb. Uh, yeah, really good. Yeah, we have our,
2: our Batman sixty six moment on our podcast every week, where we pick <laughs> out a point that makes us <laughs> laugh because it reminds us of Batman sixty six. This was the first one that really felt like <laughs> they'd taken something and given it a new twist, yeah. but starting with the Batman sixty six basics, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool.
1: Yeah, he also had a lot of really good costumes that episode as uh, the Red uh, he, he was a fashion magnate. He
0: was. I, yeah. and,
1: <laughs> okay, Amory, what was your favorite episode of season two? This ball
0: of mud and meanness. Yeah. I Well, we Ah, had everything with Matches Malone and that whole journey. (laughs) Jerry and basically the Joker Mm -hmm. Club. Like, those two things. I didn't know I needed them so much until <laughs> there they were. So
2: cool.
0: It was just amazing scenes. Like the Jerry character, I hope she comes back mm-hmm. because yeah, she, we never saw her like end. Yeah. She was just being questioned in the GCPD. I think I love that that's left open, especially mm-hmm. if we get Jerome back that they're going to meet up that's gonna mm. happen his fan club's gonna follow him around and you know sing his praises
1: i really love this and i think i think i said this on the podcast at the time too i loved that whole jerry character and the punk rock club and the inspiration of the joker because it felt very like 90s comic book to me like early mm-hmm. 90s like alternative comic book like a vertigo book or something yeah. with the punk rock club and the video screens with the imagery and everything it, i just loved it absolutely yeah. loved
0: it it was fantastic and i mean the match is alone scene it it was everything <laughs> it needed to be uh, and yeah. I just love the fact that Bruce doesn't do it mm. he walks away mm. he take he takes the moral high ground and walks away only to have matches take care of the problem yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: So, I think the, I was going to say the other good thing I thought with Jerry was uh, um, where she meets Bruce Wayne as well that um, with David Mazuse and she kind of just really she doesn't he expects her to answer his questions and to to tell him everything and she really kind of just pulls back from it and says yeah. well you know this is this is up to you ultimately this is your journey and so on and mm-hmm. um, i love that little sort of that meeting of these two characters yeah, yeah it was definitely a, it was a great little
2: moment yeah yeah it reminded me of that i, I don't know whether you've ever seen that the documentary uh that had marilyn manson being interviewed where you expect him to be a really crazy guy and he comes out with one of the mm-hmm. most uh one of the most thoughtful moments of of, of a documentary that's what Jerry seemed like to me. You expected her to be another Jerome off her, off her head, completely crazy, but she actually says some very, very sensible sensible things to Bruce to guide him on his journey. I thought that was really cool. Yep,
1: oh, definitely. That, that juxtaposition. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Uh, how, how about you, Derek?
2: What was your favorite episode of uh, season DOS? We've actually mentioned a few times already in the <laughs> podcast. Uh, the, the, my, my favorite episode was uh, was episode seven, Mommy's Little Monster. Um, it's the opening of that episode where we have the death of. Of Gertrude uh, like it just, it just set up w- one of the best episodes of the season for me um, just the idea that, that uh, Oswald's going to have this thing ripped away from him while she's in his arms and been released from, from prison I thought it was a beautifully set out scene and beautifully well done uh, moment in the episode and it also gave us the great, great probably the best interplay I think between uh, evil and good Ed Nigma, where um, while Nigma sleeps after killing Christian Kringle the body disappears and has been, uh, been hidden in the GCPD by, uh, by evil Ed. I just thought <laughs> it was fantastic. Loved those moments. Um, and then obviously giving us the big standoff at the end after, uh, Galavan's, uh, inauguration where we have, uh, such a, a a great moment where we have all the penguins walking up on the uh, on the, the where so the yes. inauguration is taking place. Just an absolute iconic moment, I think, for for the season. Uh, and then the standoff between Galavan and, uh, and Oswald at the end. Just just had so much in the episode. Really, really enjoyed it.
1: Okay, and uh, what about you, John? Um,
3: my favorite episode was 18 pinewood um and this was all around sort of pinewood farm and it was kind of this expansion of indian hill and sort of the backstory of wayne and um, enterprises mm. and and their sort of um off the books activity i, I love this um i really liked um aaron jennings uh, in, in this episode the one with the claw hand mm. um i i thought she was really good she really stood out to me and i think it was just you, you had alfred and bruce team up again for i think the first time in a while uh investigating pinewood farm um it there's this link then to obviously wayne enterprises but more personally to thomas wayne because he's been protecting karen jennings from um that was it, project uh, chimera chimera Mm -hmm. that that's been happening so you start to really look and see this murky world of of wayne enterprises but But not not too murky murky. sorry (laughs) god and then um but you also find out a bit more about thomas wayne and it Mm -hmm. really connects thomas wayne i thought back to bruce um in this episode through aaron jennings um, and, and and with alfred being there by and um, by his side was really good. You have uh, then Jim on his own kind of secondary quest, where you start to hear about the philosopher um, uh, and uh, matches Malone. <laughs> Not matches. No, I don't think no. matches Malone. You, but you hear about the philosopher being involved yeah. uh, and being the person um, who and who um, obviously has maybe sanctioned this this hit on, on Thomas and Martha Wayne. But I, I think it's a really great way of connecting back to and um, to Thomas Wayne and, and before his death and that relationship with Bruce uh, it, it added another thing, I think, for Bruce. There, I thought it was a really good episode for that.
1: Yeah, and it, it it was also one of those episodes that made me realize, like, and I mean, obviously, once the Court of Owls was revealed, it went took it to a whole nother level. But how deep the conspiracy ran,
2: mm-hmm. and yeah. how
1: you know, as much as it seemed like a personal thing, uh you know, when they introduced the Wayne murder and the fact that it might have happened for a reason, uh, it, it felt more like part of a big web of intrigue. Uh, right. I. I a bit more after Pinewood. Uh, there's this whole okay. hidden world that we're just starting to tap into, which is really cool. Okay, let's move on to Next. favorite character. Okay. Uh, okay. First up, and uh, we, we'll we'll take it one at a time. But I w- <laughs> want you both to address it because we have two people with the same favorite character. We do. Right. Anne Marie mm-hmm. and Derek both love Nygma. Uh, why? And we'll start with uh, we'll start with whoever starts talking first. Go.
0: He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now i just i i, I love good enigma i love bad enigma i love the meshing of the enigmas um i love his little love affair with Kristen kringle and i really wish we could have had a little more of that because she was fantastic mm-hmm. but the way that just trying to explain it to her he kills her like that was so poetic or something mm. and how he just goes cuckoo bananas off the deep end after that i I just loved every time he showed up even mm-hmm. if it was just back in the corner taking notes on something it was awesome okay your turn
2: uh, my my turn is i'm <laughs> going to say exactly what said. <laughs> uh, yes it, it's it, he's just so good so good throughout the season everywhere that he appears in the show again a background character or in the foreground or doing something huge or doing something small he just was fantastic this season i can't wait to see more of him next season definitely
1: okay uh, john who was your favorite character of the season
2: well i
3: i had to really rein myself in here actually like normally, someone asks me for one thing, I will give three, four, five <laughs> different things. So, um, for me, I went with um, because yeah, I, I love Enigma as well, but I went with one of the the new introductions to um, in season two, and it was Professor Hugo Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I like um, how I love just loved B.D. Wong's and um, uh, portrayal. I just loved how he inhabited that character. I loved his challenge to jim uh like some of those face-offs was amazing yeah. he undermines ed who you are they're going he's the cleverest person in this this show at the moment you know <laughs> he's the he's the cunning one and he completely undermines him in, whilst he's in arkham um i thought there were cool visuals around the character as well that they did you know whether it was when he's um speaking with jim uh and Jim's the uh, being—he's kind of the truth serum. That was just mm-hmm. really cool with the way it was fading in and out. The the psychedelicness where you've got the the white round specks—I um, okay. just thought was really visually stunning. Oh, yeah, yeah the, um, the
1: way they played with his glasses was very comic book, very yeah. comic mm-hmm. book,
3: really good. And um, yeah, the, the 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 stream of ice and fire uh, as as you have the duel uh, between Firefly and Mister Freeze. Um, he has a fantastic, fantastic sidekick in Miss Peabody, who is just awesome um, and i have to say uh, she was just great i loved her i mean she looked like she would wrestle all the in <laughs> yeah. um, as well as just not giving hugo strange any you know she would challenge him Absolutely. i love that um don't you dare talk about her mama <laughs> <laughs> um and then i really really enjoyed um just how menacing and machiavellian he was mm-hmm. you know the fact that he is the philosopher um, you know, there's that link to the court of owls and whether he's just a, a um just whether whether it's just their voice rather than actually being on the, the the council so to speak, um you know, nonetheless he he he's embroiled so deeply into this. Yeah, I loved how he spoke about Thomas Wayne when he was confronted by by Bruce. Um how you know he he and he actually he became sympathetic for like a moment where you kind of thought, um when when he told Bruce, I'm trying to think now exactly how he says it, but he kinda of says to Bruce, he says, um, I'm gonna warn you away, I, like I did with your 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 father, so that you can like essentially live. <laughs> yeah. Um and I, I thought that was really like interesting mm-hmm. how how that was done. Um, you know, and obviously Bruce stands his ground and and then you know he, he sets the, the trap in motion whilst they're in arkham where they then they capture bruce um i think it's lucius fox and then jim gordon who've infiltrated into arkham and i just love that whole machiavellian side to him uh, as well o- almost uh, one step ahead until the very end absolutely yep. and i have to say miss peabody's get me a glass of water yes <laughs> that with the diffusing of the bomb
0: that was amazing
3: um, awesome yeah. loved it
0: yeah. i look forward to him coming back
1: Mm -hmm.
3: because they
0: didn't write him off. And because I'm an obsessive imdb or when we have questions, he has nothing else scheduled per the internets.
1: He's going to be a Mr. Robot this season, but they already already wrapped shooting on That
0: has to be wrapped. And his, what I'm assuming is a movie, is already completed. Mm-hmm. So I think that leaves him open to have a slightly bigger role the first half, at least, of season. So that's fun.
1: Yeah, his new movie is what? It, it's a uh, Jurassic Park for uh, <laughs> dinosaurs on jet skis. I think so. Okay, uh, let's see. I, as for my favorite character, and I've kind of already touched a couple of these points, so I'll just do this real quick. It's Theo Gallivan. Ah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, Jerome, really cool character. I, I almost went with him, but I thought it a little too obvious. And Gallivan, like I said, you know, he's who the whole season was kind of built around. While he yeah. wasn't the main villain throughout, uh, the things he did uh, when he was the main villain in the first half of the season. Kind of built – set it up for the second half mm-hmm. and he had a lot to do there too. And like I said, you know, uh, him as Azrael uh, was amazing, especially the contrast after seeing him as like the politician, sort mm-hmm. of the the manipulative guy of uh, the first half of the season and uh, seeing him move around like almost like a Batman. I, uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean you could tell that it inspired mm-hmm. Bruce.
1: Oh, yeah, because he, he, he was movements. looking at him up in it the rafters. Like- and yeah, that was, was like was, a little kid uh-huh. mm-hmm. and yeah just uh he he did so much for the sh- show this season and uh unfortunately he's he's uh a big bunch of ground chuck uh thanks to the bazooka yes. <laughs> so uh theo oh, gallivan you will be missed uh but i really enjoyed how, ma- how many ways to kill a gallivan <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you never know he could come back someone could glue him back Ow. together again oh, i was gonna
0: say he literally has exploded i don't <laughs> think we can bring that one back what did the
1: meat dust
0: <laughs> <laughs> grind it up put it in or maybe that shake. was
3: a clone um, <laughs> (laughs) Dun, dun, dun.
0: you know, maybe.
3: Anything's possible in that Indian It is Anything's possible in Gotham. (laughs) Definitely.
0: Okay,
1: uh, so why don't we go ahead and we'll move on to favorite uh, storylines or arcs. Again, I'll I'll go first just because we've kind of already touched on some of these points. Well, actually, you guys did. But um, (laughs) I I just really loved uh, Mr. Freeze's story arc. It it was like this nice little jazz riff on the Batman the Animated Series origin Mm -hmm. uh, with with, uh, Nora kind of stepping in and you <laughs> ending the reason you always felt sympathetic for Mr. Freeze in Batman the Animated Series by killing herself because then he doesn't have that baggage. He doesn't have that mm-hmm. sort, of, sort of, oh, well, he's trying to save his dying wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's cool if he robbed that bank and killed that person. Now he doesn't have that. Right. And so yeah. I, I'm very interested to see where they're going to take this character if he comes back, you know, in future episodes and seasons and whatnot. You know, now that there's nothing emotional tying him down to his morality his human morality mm-hmm. he's a he's a big metalhead now so he is. <laughs> okay uh let's see uh derek uh, who was your favorite character this season
2: favorite character favorite, favorite storyline story story he's arc.
0: getting confused yeah. over here that's
2: so. all right that's all right uh my favorite storyline uh, this season we definitely already talked about this but it is firefly i loved bridget regan i loved the the concept of this character where she's coming from uh from being the kind of cinderella to her uh, to her adopted brothers, or the brothers who who are taking care of her, um, and and then working her way up and getting that power and feeling that power uh, and becoming uh, a, a proper villain uh, by the end of the series. That it was a really good arc. Yeah, but I think we've talked about it. A couple of times, so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, spe- one of my favorites.
1: Speaking of things we've talked about, Amory's just gone and crossed out her note here. Uh- <laughs> Mine was going to be
0: Enigma, but I was like, I'm going to do something different. <laughs> oh, you're going to do? Something I have some, different? I have an alternate.
1: Okay, uh, put in your alternate.
0: Crazy stabby babs.
1: Very true. She took yeah. quite the
0: journey this season, Jeez. and we have barely <laughs> mentioned her. Like mm-hmm. she starts off in Arkham in her sassy prison gear, <laughs> and only to be broken out part of the hashtag maniacs, but not, but yes, but not. Then she's literally in bed with Galavan and Tabby (laughs) and... Uh, she, and then she, it's just lots of the up and the down and then mm. she's in a coma and she's falling out a window and then she's like rehabilitated thanks to strange to be freed even though she doesn't feel
1: she and then be jim free. rejects her and she and goes she, back to crazy town
0: well not yet, immediately he yes. he rejects her and then she helps him and then she goes back to crazy <laughs> town and she's making gimlets like, I know that they didn't do nearly enough with her in season one they made up for it in season two I think and I I, I want to keep let's just keep on riding
1: this yeah she's actually a, a character who I think was almost universally hated in yes. season one and it's just a complete turnaround in season two well I think really not even uh, it's not even a season distinction I think people started to come around to her the ogre. during the ogre art well
0: they gave her yeah. something to do Absolutely. when you give oh, yeah. a character something to do people and, like them
2: Can't have her just sitting at home drinking wine uh, i mean she's good
0: party. at it but mm, you can't just do that
2: <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't mind that job though I say. crazy babs was cool
0: yeah
1: i liked it okay but uh, she wasn't your pick john who was your pick or no, uh, storyline pick Um, we've talked about this person um it's
3: um it's the character arc for for bruce wayne it's um i think i i've probably kind of already said this but i just think david Mazouz is um has really done so well i mean you think the the weight of trying to portray a young bruce wayne who everyone knows is going to become batman and actually this is one of the the most um interesting aspects of gotham for me is how they've dealt with him and how and what david Masuse has brought to to the role like you know going off with selena working the streets um not that i meant to say it in such a way actually um <laughs> but uh, just like you know going and trying to find himself learn um how street kids survive you know what the rules of the streets. you know really uh, break away from Wayne Mansion, Wayne Manor, sorry. Uh, I loved then him working with, uh, with Selena and dealing with Silver St. Cloud. I mean, the whole kidnap foil and all that really, really good. You know, taking a slightly more like, uh, being a bit liberal with the truth to Alfred and just that continuing relationship as well is, like, great to see. And then his co- confrontation of Hugo Strange in The Office oh, yeah. Um, yeah. in Arkham, I just thought was, like, fantastic. And, I mean, you know, he's been... He's had real, um, you know, with with the, the Eight Orders of the Saint Dumas uh, coming for him, you know, he has been under... Um, a, a bit of pressure as well from, uh, Mindless, uh, bloodthirsty monks, I suppose, um, <laughs> and, and Galavan uh, this season. So I've really liked how his character's just built and mm-hmm. built and developed and become more intricate with all the people around him. I loved his slapdown of Jim Gordon as well. The fact that you know Jim hasn't found his parents murderers, murderers, and he he basically says, "What have you been doing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well. like really good. So I that's that's fine, Bruce Wayne. His, his young Bruce Wayne, sorry, his his character arc and storylines, mm-hmm. I think this season
1: have been like fab. Uh, it's a shame they're killing him off in season three. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that you know, They can reanimate him now. That's very what's true. Kind of bring Hugo Strange, and he will have the genetics of a bat put into his. Um,
1: <laughs> so man bat, yeah,
3: he'll
0: yeah, man bat,
1: man so that's who he becomes because I've been wondering there's this kid running around he's obviously important to the Batman mythos who will he be? he'll be Man Bat perfect (laughs) Uh, okay uh, but but, you know they're not going to kill off Bruce Wayne probably yeah. anytime soon. That would be a good theory, though. That'd I'm sure theory. we all have theories about uh, what's going to happen in season three. That was nice.
0: That was a good Thank segue. you. Yep. Thank
1: you. Uh, but uh, uh, you know what? I'll go first uh, just because uh, this is one I've been kind of floating around mm-hmm. since season one, and I think they've been working towards it. But, but I it thi- makes
0: me sad. M- my
1: theory for season three is that they're going to have Ed kill off Harvey Bullock because <sighs> uh, there, there's been – yeah, gasp, gasp. Yeah. Mm. Uh, But, you know, there's been a building tension between those two since Ed's – Episode one. You know, non-evil days. Yeah. Uh, You know, so they've been building this and building this. And now that Ed's firmly on the side of the bad guys, I can see him, you know, going and taking out his old enemy at the police department, especially now since he's running the police department. And he might be one of those type of people to get in Ed's way or, you know, if Ed and Penguin are working together, Ed and Penguin's way. Yeah. I I I could I, I definitely feel like that's going to be a season three moment. Also because I think Harvey Bullock is someone in the chat room asked earlier. Who do we think they're going to kill off in season three? I right. think Harvey Bullock is a – people aren't going to be expecting it because he's a part of the Batman mythos and mm-hmm. it should be there when Batman's around. But he's also really kind of expendable too because yeah. he's important in the story uh, story to Jim's early days on the force. Uh, but you know later on I, I mean anyone could fill that role I, and I, I, th- I think uh, it, it would be very impactful and powerful to kill off that character too because they've he 's the mo- one of the most likable guys on the show because he has all the good lines and everything yeah. so that 's my theory <laughs> that 's a good one
0: it 's a good one i don 't yeah. like it but it 's a no. good one no i don 't like it at all. What I are we going to do it. without bullockisms who 's going to pick that up Lucius Fox. <laughs>
1: Uh, Andy in the chat room says Bullock won't kill get killed off on Gotham, especially since it's Donald Logue. But I, I think mm. the fact that it's him uh, it actually
0: almost makes it more possible.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he—it's not like this is his only gig he's ever had. Yeah, and, he has
0: quite a few things,
1: and he'll—he'll he'll, he'll be you know out to pasture if he gets off of Gotham. But he's a very accomplished actor. He's been working in the bit. He was the weird taxi guy on MTV back in the day. I <gasps> mean yeah I, I mean, he, he's he been in the business for years and he, he always has he he's had a million jobs since he started gotham so yeah <laughs> I mean, he has had
0: quite a few i
1: think he'll be fine if they kill him off yeah but, he's got some stuff okay let's see here <laughs> um okay theories theories nothing but theories why don't we go to john what's your uh season three um theory? my season three
3: theories are yeah Come in double here, um, okay. and it's back. It's again. It's like like yours. It's something from season one, um, but it's Killer Croc. Um, I think it was back in episode two, Selena Kyle, and it was all the kids being kidnapped uh, and sent yes. uh, to the dullmacker mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and there was Queen Pharmaceuticals, and there was this big that seemed to go down into the yeah. sewers and glowed green and we were kind of thinking well either it's too near the nuclear power station in springfield or <laughs> um or maybe killer croc could be down in the sewers but maybe now it went down to indian hill or something and they were feeding the guy because obviously there was this uh, you had um the the claw hand of uh karen jennings right um, but also then you saw the, the guy being taken out of the, one of the cells when they were taking all their, their experiments away. Yeah. Uh, and it looked like scales on yeah. the skin. So I, I'm hoping we get Killer Croc basically, that yes. he comes around and starts, um, causing mayhem and, and chaos. And the other one is with regards to Jerome. And I would love it if it linked back to the Red Hood gang or something.
0: Oh yes,
3: from season one. um, That you know he's escaped, and maybe his face is slightly disfigured or white, and he's he can't deal with it or something. So he uses the red hood. Um, I just I remember that being one of my favorite uh, scenes from season one. The 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 hood being picked up off the ground at the end. By some
0: little kid or something. Yeah,
3: and I maybe that he somehow finds this gang, comes across them by accident or whatever, seeks them out, and he starts to integrate into that uh, to become the Red Hood. And Mm. obviously that would link in with a lot of the canon on then maybe Joker's storyline, or it could still keep it up in the air that, well, this is, the Red Hood is passed around, uh, and so he can and can't, be the joker he mm-hmm. could be either of those
1: well yeah I, I like that too especially because both of those storylines i i mean obviously there's the comic connection to the red hood that you mentioned but both the jerome storyline and the red Ho- hood storyline ended on a note that, okay, this happened, and it's going to be a constant source of inspiration for something in Gotham moving forward. You know, you had all the people laughing after the Jerome thing, right. and then you had the kid picking picking up the Red Hood, uh-huh. and I mean, that that entire episode, it's the Red Hood getting passed, passed around, around, right? So the person
0: keeps dying. So yeah.
1: it's all all about legacy and inspiration and everything, and so it would be cool to see those storylines uh, get together at some point, for I sure. Like yeah. Okay, anne your theory.
0: Fish is going to stay underground for a while so she can learn her power and her strength and figure out what the heck has happened while she's been dead for the better part of a year <laughs> and then she's going to strike and she's going to strike hard around the midseason
2: interesting i think okay. she's i
0: think we might get a glimpse of her like every 3 episodes mm-hmm. and it's going to be small until that midseason where she just like <laughs> all of the crazy yeah because
1: i i feel like we definitely need to get like a you know i was expecting this to happen in the season finale a big kind of like rematch Showdown. between
2: her and penguin mm-hmm. but
0: it, yeah yeah instead he just passes out <laughs> oh Pengy pants all
2: right and butch runs away
0: yeah. wouldn't you <laughs> i'd run away if she showed up
2: had <laughs> a Gatling gun though he's prepared for anything except for fish mooney <laughs> yeah. no one is prepared no one for is fish prepared mooney. for no. fish
0: mooney
1: <laughs> okay uh, uh, derek what about you what's your theory uh,
2: I, I, it's quite difficult to give theories that's what i found when uh, when i saw this when i saw this question coming out <laughs> because <laughs> there's been so much released over the last three or four weeks it seems like there's been posters there's a there's yep. going to be a new trailer in the next week or so mm-hmm. yeah, and there's been loads of releases online of little background stuff from the first couple of episodes so keep it simple um the court of owls are going to be working with the bruce doppelganger and they're going to be replacing Bruce Wayne with the doppelganger that's that's my simple theory for uh, for some of the season oh, this, cool. uh, next season uh, is that they, the Quarter Isles are going to be controlling uh, possibly Wayne Enterprises using uh, the young Bruce Wayne
1: doppelganger I like, yep. definitely so. like that I, yeah, yeah I'm very interested to see what that kid uh, what's up with that kid for sure yeah should, <laughs> should be interesting okay so let's see here uh, gun to your head let's get critical what one thing do you think the show could improve on and a, I'll just say mine real quick i think it's uh the yo-yoing penguin plot uh it just kind of like he's on top of the world he's off the world you you know he's
0: happy he's sad he's happy he's sad (laughs) he's crazy he's evil he's crazy he's normal
1: yeah he's good he's bad yeah um, what what i'd like to see is i'd like to see him you know have the power be super confident and kind of take a step off the stage a little bit
0: Uh, that will happen at the mid-season when fish rises up Mm -hmm. and like zaps him (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, just because I, I I feel like uh, because he's such a popular character, they feel like they have to keep him right. going through the show all the time, even when maybe they have to kind of repeat story notes with them uh, right. just to just to keep him on there. It, it'd be nice to see him, you know, take a step back, have some other villains step up and kind of fill that big featured role. And then maybe, you know, just randomly appear four or five episodes later. And oh, wait a second, now Penguin's there and it's this <laughs> big deal. It's an event. Yeah, it's a thing. You know, I, I, so I'd like to see something like that, you know. And I mean, it's so hard to kind of criticize the show because I love so much about it, right. you know. But uh, Anne-Marie, what about you? Your criticism?
0: I think they might, um, and this sort of ties into what Derek and John have a little bit, they take on a few too many stories at once, Mm -hmm. and they're not all getting completely fleshed out. Um, And unless they're holding back some stories, there's questions on how we get from point A to point B. Going back to Barbara, like, we see her helping Jim, and then all of a sudden she's making gimlets and passing out (laughs) in Tabby's lap. Like, there was no (laughs) real, you don't see her psychotic break that leads her to that or something like that. Mm. Like, I feel like there's, there's just some little glimpses. Like I'd like to know a little bit more about Butch and Tabby. Yeah. What have they actually been doing? We know that Butch's nephew is doing stuff. Well, not anymore, probably, but like, you know, like there's little things that we don't get because we have to go to this story, to this story, to this story, like pick a few and focus, maybe Mm -hmm. cycle one or two of them out every couple episodes. But I don't think we need to have Everybody doesn't have to have an A-plot.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's very, very much the same as myself. It's just the underdevelopment of what they call season regulars is yes. my is my kind of one. So uh, people like Drew Powell has become a season regular in season two. Uh, Chris Chalk, who plays Lucius Fox, mm-hmm. became a season regular. And uh, Nicholas D'Agosto, who's uh, Harvey Dent. Uh, yeah wasn't he in like two
0: episodes or something yeah, like yeah. it was stupid yeah and they <laughs> had a court
2: case where jim <laughs> jim gordon was being tried which none was none of it was shown <laughs> like you, you would have assumed <laughs> that you have the district attorney you know uh, on your payroll for a year you're going to use him in that episode you know um yeah i just i just think the they have so many characters there that they can use and sometimes they uh ignore plots for those characters and not always in favor of a better storyline right um, mm-hmm. kind of my feeling I,
1: it's the Montoya Allen problem. It exactly.
0: really is. <laughs> well, I mean, is it maybe that they just have too many people cast as a series regular? <clears throat> that I mean, other shows have this problem. They have too many people series regular. They have to have so much screen time. Apparently, Fox doesn't have that deal with these people. They're just getting paid, and they're just like sitting back. <laughs>
2: here's your paycheck. Yeah. yeah,
0: here's your paycheck. Thanks for you know. Calling in to see if you're on this week. Like that's pretty much all these people must be doing, and that's kind of frustrating. I guess it just guarantees that they have them if they need them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're not using them.
1: Yeah,
2: some weird moments. Yeah, it's really
0: I, I think
1: Harvey Dent's on a new show now too. I think
0: he. Is. he, he yeah, I'm he, sure. His he is. pilot got yeah. picked
1: up or something.
0: Oh well, then he'll be. Okay,
1: uh, John, what is your criticism?
3: Yeah, I think mine kind of, again, it links into what Derek said and and Anne-Marie. For for me, it's that they deal with certain storylines or even just some of the concepts or ideas way too quickly um or, or or maybe you know just not well enough they don't give them the time to breathe yet they allow others like you said bill you know penguin is allowed to his storyline is allowed to breathe and breathe and breathe so was ed's you know gestate slowly and then you have uh, so the example really you know jim goes into prison and um, after this court case which is kind of glossed over um but then jim goes into prison is out within one episode whereas mm-hmm. i i would love to have seen him a, a bit longer in in um in the prison for yeah. some of the episodes. Because like, like we've said earlier, he has taken a bit of a back seat. Um, so him being in prison, that could have really worked. And so just you know, it, it was fitting the dark route that he had gone down and what he'd been tried for, that he went to prison. And then all of a sudden it was like he's out and he's a vigilante. And I was like, well maybe just that could have happened a bit later. Um, and like you, I think uh, I think one of you mentioned about the order of Saint Dumas yeah. uh, arriving um, I mean it's like they sent um, you know the the cat and the dog over mm-hmm. I was expecting this really sort of bloodthirsty you know there's years and years of, uh, of, of 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 hatred and revenge between the Waynes and the Dumas mm-hmm. um, and it all kind of we've been preparing wimpers. for centuries
2: yeah we've but, been
1: preparing
3: for but this centuries. is all
2: we could rustle up this yeah. weekend uh, there's a big party going on yeah it,
1: it was it was weird too because I we were we were uh, we've actually canceled our Once Upon a Time show, but we were covering Once Upon a Time at the same time too, and I think it was the same week even. Both of them had, like, a big, like, shocking reveal at the end of the episode with hooded figures They're, Yes, wandering, the exact down, same wandering down a street. And both of them had, like, four people.
0: They were awful. <laughs> they were both awful. I was like they, – and they'd been building up for weeks on both sides. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this is going to be insane. Yeah. And then it's dudes in hoodies, basically. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of like they've just not necessarily gotten the balance right in yeah. how they deal with – those stories that they spend a lot of time with, and maybe in some cases it could be, I think as you've mentioned, Bill, with Penguin now at this stage, maybe they can pair back from <laughs> Oswald's story a yeah. bit. Um, and, and even just with the the menace behind Wayne Enterprises, I mean, that was first kind of into that in season one. Mm-hmm. You've certainly got the development of it here now in season two, and it's likely to be like the big tee-up in, in, in season three with The Court of Owls. But it's just how they deal with that, I think, for me. yeah.
1: Excellent, excellent. I, I think we've done good work here, guys. Okay, lightning round. Uh-oh. Real quick lightning round, and this is on you guys' suggestion. I Okay, best scene of the season. I, I, I'll start first. Uh, I, I, mine was Ed killing Miss Kringle. I, uh, it pulled the rug right out from under us, uh, right where, when we thought we knew exactly where they were going with their relationship and that character. And it also accelerated Ed's story extremely. Like, I thought it was going to be by the end of season three. Two. We were going to, or yeah, season two, we were going to get to where Ed was. Like One mid-season. episode la- later, yeah, right. you, know, right. you know, and uh, so it just kind of accelerated things and just like really kicked it up a notch. Okay, mm-hmm. Emory, your favorite scene?
0: I apparently didn't fill out this question, and I don't want to steal someone else's, but it's kind of my favorite. So I'm going to let them answer, and then I'll just jump on it.
1: Okay, and then
2: just say that's mine too. Yeah. Okay, Derek. Uh, mine is the death of Galavan or the many deaths of Galavan, leading to Butch with a bazooka. <laughs>
0: ding 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 <laughs> yes. ding! There it is. A- <laughs> what a- what a- <laughs> well,
1: I mean, really, if you're going to say best scene of the season, it that, was that. That's really the best scene. Of yeah. I mean okay. you can't beat that. <laughs> but but uh, John might try. Uh, John, what was your favorite scene? I, I loved
3: it when Lucius Fox and Alfred met at the bar over a G and T, and they were talking about tucking up. Uh, t- well, Alfred started talking about he would that he would tuck up, um, Lucius like a kipper uh, if, <laughs> if, if they couldn't trust him or if his promise of, of being trustworthy uh, came to nothing. I just loved, um, I love that, that scene between the two of them yeah. um, in the bar. Really, really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I- it- i really it like relationship. the relationship
3: reggie scene in the kitchen yes <laughs> mm. yes
1: yes and
3: kind of had an intensity about it that um just really leapt out at me
1: yeah excellent excellent okay so lightning round over can i have uh, can i have just one more do, okay it. Yeah.
2: do it, Do uh, it, because I'm going to have to make him say it. Uh, my favourite scene of the entire series was our podcast, uh, <laughs> which, had, which had a great moment where John gave a, uh, a rendition <laughs> of a certain character who wakes Barbara up, or Ooh, who do was it. there, when Barbara's wakes. Hello, my dear. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> <good> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Okay, uh, guys, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can uh, follow your podcast, your social media accounts, your.
0: All of that good stuff.
1: Your dog, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. Your dog?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find us at Gotham TV Podcast. We're pretty much uh, pretty much ubiquitous everywhere you go. Just look for Gotham TV Podcast and any good or evil podcast catcher. Uh, you can see us <laughs> over on iTunes at GothamTVPodcast.com slash iTunes. We'll take you straight there. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com. Slash Groups Slash Gotham TV Podcast, and you'll see us over on Twitter, pretty much live tweeting at the UK pace uh, over <laughs> at Gotham TV Podcast. So
0: eventually, they will get season three.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we have we have got some good news for anybody that does know us. There is some great news about about it in the UK. Uh, it definitely has been picked up by Channel Five uh, in the UK again. So we know for a fact we will be getting to see it, uh, and hopefully a little bit earlier this year than we did uh, this next season. Yeah, uh, this season. Yeah,
1: excellent. So, well, uh, uh, real quick before we go uh, obviously you can follow us Legends of com. email us Legends of Gotham at gmail.com uh, we do have a new Facebook group because uh, it'll show up on your feed I'm not
0: going to lie we totally stole this from Gotham TV Podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> noticed they had a group I'm like I'm doing that noop, noop, it's, noop, so noop. Good. <laughs> it's so much better because you'll see what we post Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely but uh, the new group is Facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham and uh, one little announcement oh, we yeah. are going to Will be appearing at the Tampa Bay Comic Con
0: on the seventh,
1: on, on August seventh uh, at eleven thirty a.m. In room 12. 12. I think. Yeah, in yeah. room 12. Uh, we're doing a live Legends of Gotham panel. We'd love for to see you down there. If not, we're going to record it. We'll of release course. it on the feed. But we'd love to co- meet some Gothamites yes, uh, down there at Tampa Bay Comic Con. So really hope you can make it out. And we'll be mentioning this uh, when we do a spoiler party and a couple other times, too. Mm-hmm. So I uh, definitely, we, we hope to see you guys out there. We don't know what we're going to do we yet. We have no
0: idea what we're going to talk about. But uh, we're, we're, we're <laughs> nope. doing a
1: panel. Uh, <laughs> And uh, if if you guys, li- be fun. if you guys uh, listen to the show, you know, if you know Bobby Hawk from uh, he have the voicemail every week, mm-hmm. uh, he'll be around. He'll He's be joining around. Us. He'll Ooh. probably be on the panel. So
0: we'll not just drag to be like, Shh. It, it'll be
1: a good time. But it, <laughs> I, again, guys, thank you. I can't believe it's been this long. It's thank
0: you so for good. staying up.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so good. We we enjoyed every yeah, moment. Thank don't. you <laughs> so much.
0: Yay. So much well, let's D- try and not wait a year before we do this yeah. again. Yeah,
2: definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Emery. Yeah.
1: Emery, give me your ring.
0: No. Well,
1: I got to put a ring on it. <laughs> you are not getting my
0: rings. Okay. I, okay. I'm
1: going to send you a, a symbolic <laughs> ring through the internet. <laughs> There you go, guys. Uh, we, we have a okay. ring on it now, and we're gonna have to do this sooner rather than later, yeah. too. Like, definitely.
2: Uh, uh, we shall be forever the Legends of Gotham TV podcast, right? Yes,
1: yes definitely. I like definitely. It. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're merging the feeds, folks. We're merging mm. the feeds. <laughs> okay, okay, but I, I, I guess we'll close it out how we normally do. Uh, join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham, Gotham TV, TV podcast. You guys won't hear this, probably.
0: They'll just hear me singing. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Put a ring it on right it. Jam of Comic-Con, come see us, please!